0: beautiful people. Happy Tuesday. It is Tuesday in the Elm. I was looking out the window. I thought I saw a little bit of snow flurries. Did I see snow flurries? Good morning, Harry. Good morning, Paul. I know Paul's out there in the streets. <laughs> it's a little colder today. Harry, I don't know what is wrong with my camera. I don't know what is going on. It has been, act- now it's just like freezing. Yesterday it was doing like the Andy Warhol artifact. Now it's just freezing. I don't know what is going on. I really don't. I, I just don't know what's happening. So uh I, I, I'm a, I am of the mindset that Frontier wants me to upgrade to uh to the fiber optics. <laughs> I think I think that's their mission to make my life miserable uh with the cable so that I am forced to go fiber optics. I think. That's, that's my belief. So what I'm going to do is I'm going I'm to, there we go.
1: <sighs> so
0: I don't know what's happening. But I'll just keep on trucking, baby. That's what we're going to do. Listen, my picture is up. You can see me. <laughs> the fabulous Babs Rolls Ivy. And people, people don't seem to take issue with that. <laughs> They're like, yeah, that's just how Babs is. <laughs> I just like it. I just like the fabulous. I just like it. Who doesn't want to be fabulous? So anyway, good morning, everybody. So I was in the studio last night for the first time painting my bench. Painting my bench. I was so excited. Like, I'm just pleased about that. I love everything about it. It's a it's a very soft pink called Eden
1: Rose uh, by... Um, the folks who do uh,
0: Magnolia,
1: the the Chippin and, and Joanna Gaines people, you know. So I'm like, oh, okay. So, so I got more tricking out to do. I'm
0: gonna go back over when I get off air today. I'm gonna go over and run more, run one more, paint one more, uh, uh coat. And then take the brush and touch up places that I can't get with the roller. And then that, and then that'll be it. That'll be my, that'll be that part. And then I got to get the affirmations on. So I'll go back this afternoon and put some affirmations on, but I need to go and buy a something to write with, you know, so I could get the affirmations on. So I have to do that. So i you know, I'm moving at warp speed. That's what I'm doing.
1: I'm moving at warp speed and, uh, and, uh, Thanks to uh thanks to
0: Harry making a, a rare appearance. I <laughs> think he was having a love, a love baths, love talk fast. <laughs> and uh I broke his fast. So he's got I guess he got one more day, I guess one more day. He'll be back with he'll be back in live and live in living color with us maybe in February, maybe. I don't know we'll see we'll see we'll get a hat reciting out of this one way or the other, so uh anyway, the world is round the world is good all right harry see if see if you can turn my 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 screen back on see what happens okay, let me see all right there there I am there I am I need a haircut i don't know why i'm i don't know why i'm my hair is growing out like i don't not doing anything just too lazy to go to the barbershop not a shame so anyway did i i wanted to say did i talk about everything that i did over the weekend because i felt like i missed something but i didn't so huh I, you know i talked about we went up to the one dimension i mean the sixth dimension at the uh, cummings arts center at the connecticut college in new london uh, curated by the very talented and, and beautiful Juanita Sunday. That was amazing. I went to see the Mighty Soul drivers at Cafe Nine on Sunday after I left Possible Futures from beating, mm-hmm. and the angel wings look amazing. I got to go and measure them, so I got to go do that today. Um the mighty uh, Soul Drivers were amazing. That Memphis Soul is something, you know, I it was powerful. I'm almost tempted to go see them at Black Eyed Susan's. <laughs> huh? I'm that close. <laughs> I'm that close because at Black Eyed Susan's is where they got their start. And they hadn't been back there in 10 years. So, uh, so they're back in Connecticut doing some, you know, doing something. So it's been nice. It's been really, really nice. I've enjoyed it immensely. So uh, anyway, that's the way of the world. So today at my 10 o'clock, ten fifteen hour, I've got Lauren Anderson from Possible Futures Bookstore and Nize from BAM Books, LLC, and they are doing a whole lot of cool collaborative stuff. Let me tell you and i'm I'm a part of it, which is, you know, to my fortune incredible like I'm just delighted to be a part of all the all the things. so uh tonight is the virtual okay, where'd to go Tonight is the virtual talk
1: uh with uh um what's her uh K- K- kika Kikla kekla kekla Mugan mugoon
0: lauren will get me right on the name and uh her book revolution in our time and it's you know the story of the black panthers it's a black panther story the black panther party promised to the people so i i have the book i'm excited to participate this evening and then um and then Nisei, is is radical thinking book club is reading this book, and they're meeting up Saturday, February fourth, from six to eight, and uh, and then they're meeting up again, February twenty fifth, from six to eight, for a book discussion. So, so Saturday's meetup is all about Fred Hampton, which is um, Andrew's uh, uh, passion. And single-handedly just trying to raise awareness around the life and times of Fred Hampton. And then the Fred Hampton Project, which is on display up at uh, Possible Futures Bookstore. And people should drop by and and fill out the Fs, (laughs) the stickies. You know, what do you think you know about Fred Hampton? What would you like to know about Fred Hampton? And uh, it's a wonderful. It's done well, so I want people to go and check that out, and write down because uh, Fred Hampton is having a renaissance. And y'all seen the movie? I've not seen the uh, the, the 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 movie yet. Um, I know the story. I want to see the movie only because I know the young brother that plays him does an amazing job. You know, uh, but beyond that, uh you know it's just one of those things i i don't know how to fill my heart and soul with just yet you know i've been shying away from things that hurt and, <laughs> and uh that 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 will hurt that will hurt and i and i know that people can be ex- inspired by that kind of stuff and i and i absolutely believe that it just hurts i can't do it right now so maybe at some point i'll, I'll see the film so anyway um so they're coming on at 10:15 to talk about all this blackness rich blackness that's coming up and happening and you know we're we're about to land in black history month so white people here's your opportunity to learn a thing or two we ain't florida (laughs) we can still say black history and we can still (laughs) learn about black history we not connecticut hasn't yet erased us fully so (laughs) unlike florida Who don't want to teach? Who don't want to teach any AP courses in Black History because they don't see the point? <laughs> Your whole state <laughs> owes a debt to Black and Brown people. I—that's you know—that level of ignorance ought to be uh, shunned. It ought to be shunned. But you know, that level of ignorance has a following. It has a following. And it has people who really believe that foolishness. And I would, I suspect, and I think about this all the time because first I was annoyed and I'm mad about this, but every so often you have to, I guess, you have to have these people who who are stupid come through and make you fight harder for the things you know to be true. And so when I put it in that context, I'm I'm good. When I put it in the context of oh, I just have to fight harder. Not to prove, but to, to center. I have to work harder to center history that is inclusive, representative, and the absolute damn truth, you know. So while wow, DeSantis, is that his name, the governor, is, um, you know, low on the IQ poll, total poll, you know, low on just being bright and smart, low on intelligence um, you know and then the people that follow him can't be much brighter either so the fact that a leader and and has presidential hope hope you know wishes <laughs> it just cracks me up so anyway here's some word on the street hey paul
2: <laughs> hi uh, Babs. i want you to meet caesar who's lifting some windows caesar we're on the radio we're on the radio here, Caesar. Yo, please don't. Oh. oh, not now. I'm gonna check back with you in a minute, okay? Five minutes or ten. Okay. Caesar was gonna talk to us about putting the windows up, but then he said, "For Manny management." But it turns out they need to be on the job. So I'll go back on the job to find us someone else to chat with. The word on the street, how's that?
0: That sounds like a plan, Paul. You, I have faith in you.
2: <laughs> I have faith in you too. I love you, Babs. I'll be back <laughs> with you. <laughs>
0: Listen, Paul don't understand. These folks ain't gonna talk to this white man running up on there and talk about let me ask you a few questions. <laughs> you know, some of these cats got records and stuff. They like, ah, you wanna jam me up. So <laughs> that's why I think I really think we should get some um we should get some gift cards. We should uh hey pick by pick,
1: we should get some gift cards um to give away to people uh as we talk to them do you know what i mean so i'm just saying we
0: we need that <laughs> good morning brandon i don't know if she's listening to me but i'm on air <laughs> that's my good my my church sister uh brandon good morning i'm on air so i'm gonna i'm gonna have her get back to me um if she's texting me something good, uh, something's good going on. Oh, yeah. Listen, girl, the Delta's got scholarships out there. All the sorority and fraternity uh got um, scholarships. I'll run you a list. <laughs> I'm going to run you a list. So if she's listening to me, if you're listening to me, I'll run you a list after I get off. Um, so, yeah, so Paul will be back. You'll find some other uns- unsuspecting, unwitting citizen of New Haven out here in these streets and uh, run up on them and give them a conversation. So, uh, but you know, listen, you know, when people are working for other people, Paul, it might be a little gets there. They might get into some trouble stopping to talk, you know, because, you know, and I, I don't think the Mandy management people are the nicest people to work for. I don't know. I don't work for them. But I see the properties that they keep. And if their properties are any reflection of who they are characteristically, then I know they trash. (laughs) So (laughs) It's just an opinion. I don't got no facts to back that up. I just know their properties. You know, when you walk by them Mandy properties, you know, we all know. We see it. Come on. (laughs) Nobody, nobody is Stevie Wonder could see it. Let me tell you something. So, you know, we just, so run up on somebody else, see who else is out there in these streets. It's a little colder today. So people might be scurrying, you know, to get to where they got to go because it's, it's a uh, hella chilly out there and flurries. So, although I, I have been enjoying this freakish Virginia winter. That's the only way I could call it. You know, I went to school in the South, so I know something about warm winters. I mean, the first time I went off to college, my first year. And uh, it was so warm in like like December. It was like warm. I was like, what the hell is going on here? You know, and I go back home for Christmas. It'd be like, you know, five degrees. I get back in North Carolina, it's like 60. It's like, oh, my God. You know, so I, I see the attractiveness of living in the South, you know. If if only North Carolina could be like Connecticut in po- politically, then I'd consider it. I not I just can't do it. I cannot live in a state. I can't, I can't live in Florida. I cannot live in a state where the governor is that stupid. I just I can't do it. I don't care how nice the weather is. I can't do it. God help my friends that live in Florida. And I talk with them all the time, and they're just so embarrassed and ashamed and, you know it's just so ridiculous and uh so unbalanced and mean and ugh. <laughs> you know but there are things in florida that you got to go you know do and see like miami <laughs> you know listen south south beach come on so uh it's all those things it's all those things all those things anyway uh I, I'm not gonna lament that anymore. I'm not gonna lament it anymore. So anyway, Paul's out there in the streets. He'll find somebody. I'm excited to talk about all the stuff that's coming up in possible futures. I'm excited about my art installation. I've got things I got to do now that I look at it and I see it. There's things that I want to attach to it and put on it, and uh, I probably I need some. Uh, I need some. I've got curtains somewhere. That I want to hang. Now I just need a rod to suspend it. So I just need to probably suspend a branch over it, which would be really, really nice. And then I could drape the curtains over it. We'll see how it all plays out. We'll do our thing. You know, we'll figure it out. I'm I'm in the figuring it out club. Art, art and and concept and and figuring it out. It's all it's all intertwined. I had a wonderful conversation with uh David Sepulveda yesterday. And he posed a question to me that was on his mind. <laughs> and, and and I, you know, if one person poses a question, that means there's like a gazillion other people who have that same question. And I don't know if I answered it accurately because I don't think he was terribly convinced. Uh, but he was asking about the, the relationship because, you know, I, a couple of weeks ago, I was lamenting a broken heart. And I was uh, lamenting a broken heart my, with my with my great love. Uh, because uh, uh there was a the the, the, the I wasn't prepared for uh, uh something that happened. I don't even know if I said what happened, but i I wasn't prepared for it and I and it doesn't matter what it was, what it did for me was it it made me realize how much. I truly love this person. I know I love this person. I, I love this person with every fiber of my being. And I and I and I'm grateful for the love and the friendship. And it's so romantic. It's all the things. But I had no idea until I was confronted with something that was not that that's printed was presented with someone in in a space that I had occupied for so long. And it's threw me off. I always knew this was coming. I just, and I don't know why I was so ill prepared and it just hurt. (laughs) I just, it just, I was not prepared. I mean, I knew at some point this was going to be a real life thing, but in my mind, I just thought I would be prepared or I'd be informed or advised beforehand. And I wasn't. And so, so it hurt. And it hurt in ways that I didn't expect it to hurt. I mean, it really hurt. And I and I swear to you, I did not know what to do with these feelings. I was like, "What the hell is happening here?" And I and I, I wasn't angry. It was it was shock and disappointment and hurt. I wasn't. I mean, maybe I was mad. Just a. Uh, I think I was mad. Just a hint because I felt like. Because it, it made me think, why didn't he just say this was happening? And then I could have been prepared because I'm readily prepared. Like, if you tell me something, I, I acquiesce to it rather immediately. I don't, I don't need time to get used to a lot of things, not all things, but a lot of things I could, I could acquiesce to. And then I could have figured out how to maneuver in that space a little bit better. You know, particularly when somebody comes and they have previous knowledge of who you are and you don't have no knowledge of who they are. And so it creates an imbalance and it created a whole imbalance. And I'm trying to like stay in myself the whole time. And I'm just like, I, and I could feel myself like imploding. And I was like, okay, let me not blow up in here. Let me not come out my bag. And so it was just painful for me. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, you know, I had to reconcile that. I reconcile that. I told y'all last week my heart is fully healed. You know, I'm not, I'm not 17 or 20 or 30 or 40. You know, you have a broken heart. I can think. Let's get it to let's get it back together. Get the to perspective, and and we are still very much friends. Although I I, I do think I, I uh, we we are still way closer way, way close. We are still way, way close. But David asked the question, uh, but the relationship has never been consummated. And I said, like, well, what do you mean by consummated? It's like, y'all are not sliding in those sheets. <laughs> and I said, and I, and I tried to explain to him, and I think about this all the time. Well, o- o- over the years, I've been thinking about this all the time. For me, I don't know what it is for him. He might not be attracted to me physically that way i, I have no idea i'm not a, the only time i ever asked him to consider dating me was a couple of summers ago i said you know have you ever considered dating me or would you like to date me or or oh no or why haven't we ever dated or whatever and you know this is the most ridiculous question um because i i think we've, we've been dating but we're not sleeping together but we sleep together all the time like we have a very it's a very intimate relationship. It is, it is, it is, it is very intimate and very romantic and very cozy, 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 cozy. It is. Uh, but I, we, it, that part has never come up. We've never sort of moved in that way. We've just always been in this real comfortable bubble of intimacy, uh, and and I, I, I. I enjoyed it so much. It gives me everything that I ever wanted in a relationship except sex. And, you know, there's somebody, and I was explaining it to David. I said, you know, I mean, I've always had boyfriends. I, I always had boyfriends. Always. Like my whole life, I've just been in the presence of men and the company of men and, and and often good and, and oftentimes bad. You know, uh, I I was a kid that was trafficked. And so that skews how you view relationships on a, on sexual levels. It does. Um, it skews how you uh, are intimate with people. You know, I've, I've had performance sex for, for the better part of my life. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike. I love sex. I want to have sex right now. But but it's, that's not the driving factor. Like, I'm in a relationship where that is not the driving factor. Like, he's my friend, and he's my friend. <laughs> and I value that so much. Like, it's not, a, it's not the driving. Now, it would be amazing. It would be amazing. It would be amazing. I have no doubt. That 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 doesn't. That's not the. That's not the thing. That doesn't. I mean, I that would be fine. The actual act of it all would be fireworks and 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 glitter. You know, it'd be it would be amazing. Um, but I, I just like the fact that I can just be loved this way without anything. Like I could just. He's just happy to see me. I show up. He's happy to see me. He talks about me in such a loving way. So kind and generous to me. So, you know, he has, he has, he has shared his people with me and, and I love them and I love him. And it's been so, so, so David, to your question uh, that's not, that's not the thing that makes it love. The act of it is an expression of that. It is an expression. It is not the only thing. It's not the only way that you can express. And yes, human beings need touch and and sexual intimacy. I I get that. I get it. I'm I'm not divorcing that. I'm just saying. It, it, where we are now is where we are. So that's it. I'm not unhappy. <laughs> just, I'm not. I I just I just like. I just like the way we are. I just like the way we are. I I like the way we are. Um, but but I do know that you know, he he is going to get a proper girlfriend. He is going to connect to somebody and and have all the things. I mean, he is. And 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 I think I think a little bit of me moving uh, out of that universe a little bit creates space for him to to do all the things that he likes to to you know to have to have all those connections that that people want and uh, and and I think the same for me too. I think you know,, um, that that there that there needs to be a little bit of a separation um, parting for us for a while. I, I do. We just haven't been able to sort of make that transition yet because you know we just be all over it. <laughs> so I don't know if I answered
1: your question. David but uh, I don't know but I, that's just what I want to uh, I want to um, that's where I'm at and I don't think that there's no here's the thing there
0: is no real final answer to that and I can't wrap it up in a bow like I, I don't know how to it is complicated, but it's not complicated. It's just one of those things that is do you know what I mean like it just is like air just is <laughs> like like air just exists, <laughs> you know how I know air exists because I breathe in and I breathe out, I breathe in and I breathe out so so yeah david i'm I'm not unhappy, and uh I don't uh. I don't miss things like that. It, it'll Things will come back around. I said, I can have sex with people t- today, but looked at them long we'll enough. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Hi, good babs. Hi, welcome back. right on the street. What's happening?
2: We got Jack, Evan, and T, and they're busy. They're from New Haven sign, and they're putting up a sign that all of our viewers will see soon, forever, when they go at Whaley and Sermon. It's a wings sign. Wing stop. Wing stop. Yeah. So, ch- wing stop is coming to the corner of Sherman and well, It used to be Karen Du Bois Walton's uh, headquarters. I think it was a paint store or something. No, it was a so hair store. So, what's the word on the street today, guys? The
3: word on the street is it's gold? <laughs> trying to make some money and make people of uh, New Haven eat something tasty in their bellies.
2: So it's called Be trying to make sure people in New Haven got something tasty in their bellies. So yeah. your job is putting in this wing sign, it's made out of metal, right? It's
3: aluminum and it's probably all the way aluminum through and through and
2: LEDs. And how big is it? I oh,
3: don't know, Jack, how big is it? Paul, oh, turn your oh, camera.
2: A 12 foot across sign. Really?
1: There's both
2: of them together. Them, so this is a six foot part. So this is part number one. It's going on the Sherman side. Yep. Now, what's involved, guys, in putting this up?
3: Oh, everything. Uh, it's, 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 what, the, the weather could be a factor of it. I mean, as far as the media.
2: Like, what are your steps? I see that you're Jack, right? Yeah, Jack, years. you're up on a ladder. What are you doing? You the right? on, the, on the surface, on which the, is made out of what? Flywood. Uh, Flyway. Once you get the measurements to make sure it fits, what do you guys do?
3: To make sure that it fits. No, no.
2: How do you get it up there? How do you fix it on?
3: Oh, well, we don't we'll climb it on There's on different ways to that. install a sign. It depends yeah, really what the building is bolt, made out of. Sometimes through bolts. So if it's plywood, we usually do slag bolts or. Slag
2: bolts? See, I don't flag know this stuff. Bolts. LAG?
3: LAG or
2: tap tap-con.
3: tapcon. And then, you know, if it's uh, stone or something else, you toggle or a through bolt. A
2: through bolt. bolt. So what is this made out of? Plywood?
3: Yeah, this is plywood. I'm going to try I'm going to try the lag to see if it
2: works. Are you trying to lag to see if it but works?
3: It's, not, it's, a hole for the it's plywood and metal. And it's a general and,
2: and we talked last week, you are a little shy. Metal, but
3: yeah, plywood and metal. It's, uh, even though it looks like FRP, it's actually a metal
2: coating. It's a metal coating on the plywood.
3: Yep, on both sides of it.
2: Mm-hmm. So, so you have to figure out if the metal coating is going to get in the way of putting in the nut
3: uh the no there's a space in there you should be able to use actually i wouldn't use lags i'd probably use toggles. Togles. Togles. Yeah, i'd use toggles so you're trying to
2: figure out the right way to get the sign on is yeah. it going to be lag bolts is it going to be toggles uh,
3: it's going to it has to be lags i can tell you that okay I, it has to be lags
2: and he's just testing to make sure
3: so uh they're the experts i let them do it
2: yeah. all right so then after that how do you get the sign there he is measuring how do you get the sign put on
3: well they it apart, a bracket, and they put it all
1: back together.
2: So they pull the bracket off the side and put yeah. the bracket on by itself, yeah. and then you put oh, it yeah. back on the bracket. Yeah. And what do you put it? How do you get it back on the bracket? It,
3: it's all it's one piece that they make, it all screws together. So they, you uh, screw it back, you nine,
2: screw it, the and
3: then what we do is we make our connections you know run our power through the back into the building, uh uh-huh. the like main power inside, and then we put the top piece back on, you know, with a drill and
2: so you get it off the bracket with what? With a reverse electric screwdriver. With a drill. Let's drill, drill.
3: Put a socket on the top, take the top off. Find where the primary wire is. Run it through the back into the building.
2: Uh huh. Oh, you, you need, need, need to run the wire back. through the building then. It's and then.
3: Inside so, that it up. so it'll
2: light up. He's got LED lights here. Yeah. which sometimes, is cool.
3: Sometimes electricians will have the wire coming out for us.
2: Sometimes yeah. we gotta. Little and little then little. when that's all set up, where you got the wire connected, then you use the drill. To put the bolts back on to screw it on. Sure. That's it. How long you guys been doing science?
3: I've been doing it on and off for eleven years.
2: Eleven years. Yeah. What are some of the signs you've done?
3: Yeah. Um well we did uh, we're here do. we did the McDonald's, most of McDonald's in this area. Like we, we do, and, food, we do uh, pretty much all the McDonald's out here and, and, and in the New England on um, um, Starbucks recently. Um New Haven Bank, we did that.
2: Oh, I was there that day when they put it
3: up. There you go, see?
2: So are you guys proud when you drive by and you see McDonald's, you see Dunkin' Donuts, you see New Haven Bank? Are you proud you put up the sign? Do you feel that's something you did or am I putting words in your mouth? Uh,
3: it's. It, it, there's a, you know what? The pride comes in, though, when it's like, you know, it's cool when you do like, you know, McDonald's or somebody else's, like a big, you know, a, 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 a big corporation type thing. But it also it does you a little better when, you know, someone local says, hey, I'm opening up, you know, this place. Now I want to. I want you guys to make my sign, and then like they take the time. They got to the design. And they're like, this is what I want. And you drive by, and you're like, ah, oh, this is nice.
2: Pistachio. So, the where's Pistachio? Downtown. The new one, Chapel Street. There you go. You did that. We did that. That was designed, and then. So are you telling me that, that it feels nice, like you always like it, but you feel special when it's a local place that a little personality. Yeah,
3: when it's something that we, you know, it's something that we were contracted to do here. You know, like a lot of these places, like Starbucks, and that. They're big corporations so that are based out of. They're based out of like you know South Dakota or wherever. Yeah, wherever. So it's like you know. Cool. Seattle. But it's like it's a lot better when, you know, you it's like, word you drive by every day like yo I hung that up that's yeah. cool. And it's is like, this wow. one of those local ones? Wingstop no Wingstop is a big chain. Where are are, they? I think uh, they got another one in downtown. Man, they got one in Hamden. Yeah. Church, maybe. Yeah, right yeah. there, oh, right there. Right in Hamden. Right in Hamden. Uh, I know down by where I used to live, down in Fort Chester, they have one.
2: Are you from Fort Chester? Where are you now I'm, living?
3: I'm in a, uh, I'm in West Haven. All right. Yeah, I'm originally from Fairfield
2: County. All right, Babs, you have questions.
0: Oh, so when is, it, when is this, the uh, shop slated to open? When's the restaurant opening? Hi, you're telling me, I'm trying to get me some of these wings.
3: I have no idea. Probably within, like, I don't know, a month. It looks like they're ready to go. Usually when the sign comes up, it's either they're getting ready to open or... They're, they're not even ready to be open yet. It's usually like with, within a month? Yeah, we usually the sign guys are usually either the first ones there or the last ones there next to the papers.
2: And where are you today, first or last?
3: Uh, I want to say we're towards the end. Yeah, I see all, all the tables the going end. in. I yeah, was yeah, noticing that going there. in. They got lights, ceiling tiles. I think they're waiting on us just now.
2: Any other questions,
3: Babs? Yes, how many signs do y'all put up a day?
2: How many signs do you put up a day?
3: How many signs can we put up a day? Depends on the sign. <laughs> depends how long the day Yeah, like today, 16-hour like day, you can get a... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I work six large, large raceways up there. Yeah, and raceways, you mean by, like, these signs. <laughs> this um, is a raceway?
2: Is this half a raceway or a whole raceway?
3: It's a whole raceway, but it's half a sign.
2: Yeah. So, so, so one side three. is two raceways. Is a oh. raceway six feet?
3: No, no it's... It, it, it all depends,
2: like... A piece.
3: Our
1: race wins that we did the other day, they were, they were
2: 12 each. We five of them. And Babs was saying in a day, like, how long is this going to take you? This, this is
3: probably like four, three, three, four hours. And how many
2: are you doing? I mean, I it are you doing a 16-hour day today? No. How many hours are you doing today?
3: Hopefully I'll find it regularly. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Last <laughs> night, time. yesterday, we and, uh, me and the other guy, Justin on the crew, we went to Poughkeepsie (laughs) to go do some last minute touches on a McDonald's. We got in the shop at 5.30, but we didn't get back from Poughkeepsie. Punched out, I think, at like 7.05. So you're done
2: 14 hours. Yeah. So What took so long at Poughkeepsie?
3: The ride and just the variables, you know, because like- The ride takes up a lot. Yeah, the rides will kill it. Uh, There was a lot of variables because like, when it comes down to putting certain signs, we don't take care of all aspects. So like if there's a directional that says, thank you, come again, or something like that, it's the contractor's job to make sure that our concrete footing fits our sign. But there's times where you go and I'll have old plans and the footing is completely different. So instead of it being eight by eight inches squared, it's 12 by 12. And you look you're like, my sign's not fitting there. So then it's like, all right, now what do we do from there? Do we have to come back in that case? Uh, we did have cut to cut them. them back. We cut them down, and yeah. yes, just, sometimes you got to cut them and just repin them. Sit you there know. For 20 minutes and open and still How about this? Yeah. You're familiar with wave, right? Hmm. What what uh what what um double did we do recently? What double drive did we do recently?
2: What part of town was
3: it? I don't know. We're trying to think. Oh, we do so many, so many. What about Kimberly Street? And uh, that Kimberly, uh, Kimberly Ferry. yeah, Ferry Street. Oh, Ferry that Street. Was, how, how long did it, it take? Was that double? It Ferry Street. Yeah, Is Ferry a double. Yeah. I think Ferry's a
2: double, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: That probably took us from everything on the outside that has everything sign related on the two, outside. The, two days, two full days. Yeah, of work. But uh, I mean, what like, was the place? The McDonald's and all uh, oh, the McDonald's I- Ferry. I- yeah, uh, like a drive.
2: What like made that, that harder? <laughs>
3: You've been down Ferry Street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. what made it harder? Just. The small spaces and all the contractors—that's what also yeah, slows us down. Small spaces. You it's know, small area. Yeah. So this is
2: nice because it's big, right?
3: Yeah, and they totally. This, it's a little tight because we got to put our truck over here. So. Yeah, but I mean, as far like when it comes down to it, it's like it, the part that sinks is like when everybody's on site. You got the glass guy, you got the uh, the concrete guys, you got the asphalt guys. We were down in Jersey in Fort Lee doing a job, and one of the uh, the um paving guy was getting like real lippy and i'm like look dude we're tr- we tried to get here before you guys we were here before you guys all we need is 20 minutes and he's like i've got i've got about 60 grand worth of concrete i mean uh, asphalt cooling in this truck you know you guys are gonna take forever i was like you stop arguing with me we'll get this done a lot faster so it's like things like
0: <laughs> that
2: where it's but like, today you're the only one you gotta
0: you gotta be like you know yeah today we're the only ones.
2: Babs, you got any more questions for the New Haven? Oh, no. I,
0: I am fascinated by this whole sign thing. I had no Me idea too. this was so involved. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. These it's, guys are the best.
0: It's, <laughs> it's,
3: it's, it's, that, thank you. And that's and the part. Gotta drill our power hole now. Okay,
2: they got to drill their power hole right, real quick. Give it, a list, wave. It's, it's,
3: it's great. Like, it's a great job. It's phenomenal. You get outside all year round, but that's a double edged sword. Like, yesterday it was a beautiful day to be outside. Thursday was the worst day to be outside ever. And this weekend it's going to be cold. And We're not out We're not out this weekend. We're not
2: out on Friday. So. All right. Well, we're out. And Whaley and Sherman at Love Babs, Love Talk with the New Haven signed crew. That's
3: a band of blue on Instagram. Go check him out. He's a, oh, local, yeah, he's artist. He's a local artist trying to get his name out there. All
2: right. We're going to get that after we're off. We're going to get that on the independent. Thank you, Babs. Thank you. For signing off <laughs> for, for WNHHFM
0: New Haven's home. I see what you did radio. there signing off. I see that. <laughs> that was great. I had no idea putting up signs was that involved. I've never, I guess I don't, I, I had no idea. So now I'm excited. So when I drive down Whaley Avenue, I'll look and it's like, hey, I know those guys that put that sign up. That's pretty cool. Man, I tell you, there's so many things that happen in the city that make it go. It just it is impressive. It is so impressive. It is just impressive. And so thank you, uh Paul BZ, for word on the street, putting up signs in New Haven. So I guess it's gonna be a wing spot on the ad. Oh, so many things, so little time. A wing spot. Wing stop. Where's the other wing stop? I don't even know where wing stop is. I know wing madness. Uh I guess there's one in Hamden. That's what they said. I don't know. We'll see.
1: Huh. Huh huh huh. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, okay. Anyway. How about that? Well,
0: let's see what's going on today. I hope people register um, for the for the talk tonight. I think that's gonna be a really great talk, virtual talk. And it's virtual. So oh let me let me get into the weather. Because this weekend is going to be bitterly cold, so I'm going to try to work on all my my try to work on my art project, so that I don't have to be in these streets that much this weekend. Although, it's probably unlikely, um, but it is cold. I mean, it's very cold, and it's cold. <laughs> it's going to be cold this weekend, and I, it's only going to be cold for like two days, and then we go back up to the 50 degree weather. So, so we're gonna get some winter this weekend and uh, we're gonna get some January bitter cold and then we're gonna go right back up to 50 degrees, you know. So, so get your hot cocoa ready, stay in, warm up, don't be out here whining, don't get caught out there naked uh, because it's gonna be cold. It's gonna be cold. And you know, Scientifically, we need to cold weather because that kills off mosquitoes. Did you know that? That when the temperature freezes up, it kills the, the mosquito larvae and all of that. So, we'll have, so we won't have so many mosquitoes. If we don't have this kind of temperatures, freezing temperatures, uh, we run the risk of having way too many mosquitoes and uh uh, we don't want that because we don't want west nile we don't want you know all the viruses that come with getting bit by a mosquito for a lot of people so so that's one thing and uh clears the cool chills the air cleans the air so just so don't be mad we need two days of it and then we're back we have not had a snowstorm We've had a little bit of slush. (laughs) We've not had any real accumulating anything. Uh, So we've been in a good spot. So I don't want to hear nobody complaining at all about this weather. We have been spoiled, spoiled, spoiled. So enjoy it. Because God knows. uh, although, I think that yesterday the weather was so warm, I think Mike Moran posted pictures of plants coming up. I was like, oh, boy. So that means they're all going to die over the next two days because it's going to be so cold. But they're breaking ground. so And then whatever is not killed over the weekend, Monday, they're surely going to pop up. <laughs> Maybe we'll have an early spring. I, I I for an early spring and an early summer, an early and long summer. That's what I would like. (laughs) I'd like an early and long
1: summer. That's what I'm rooting for. I'm just saying. So, you know, get to it. I'm
0: looking forward to that. Um, But in the meantime, this is what we're dealing with. We're going to deal with this. And uh,
1: and, uh, that's where we are. That's where we are. So I just read somewhere that they're canceling.
0: Um, they're cancel. They've canceled *Kindred* at FX. You know the Octavia Butler uh, many series that they've done based on her book *Kindred*. Now I've not watched the series because I the book I read the book last summer and it just took so much out of me. I mean that book really. I think. I honestly think maybe that's not the one to start with because that's a lot. Because I don't know nobody who will say, just keep going back, girl, and saving this person. I would have, the first time, I would have let his ass drown. But there would have been no her if she did that. But I, I would have just made that call. <laughs> I, I just would have. I would have just made that call. That would have been it. Forget that. You know. Uh, so yeah, so they're canceling it. And the young sister that plays her, uh, who is a magnificent actress. You've seen her in The Woman King. She uh she turns out to be Viola Davis's daughter in The Woman King. Um so uh and uh and she's I think she was in underground too. So listen, she is a one to watch. She really is one to watch, one to watch. So I have no doubt um, that um, she will not be, uh, that she won't be working some other project because she is very talented. She is very, very,
1: very, 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 very talented. And uh, that kind of talent, um, you know, with that kind of talent, <clears throat> offers come. People
0: come a-knocking. <laughs> Parts come a-knocking, you know. And she has g- g- great range. I mean, I, I, want to, I want to see her in, uh, in other things uh, as well because I think she's so talented and she's so very beautiful. So there's that part. Um, so anyway, I just I just was a little shocked by that. I didn't I I wasn't paying attention to the miniseries, and I was on the fence about watching it anyway. Because I, I, as I said, the book just took so much out of me. <laughs> like when I started reading the book, I I went to the end of the book, like not just to the last page, but like the last several pages, because I couldn't stand the story. I just was like okay, what the hell happens? Like, what happens? Like, what happens? (laughs) Like, how does this end so I could rest, so I could get to this book with some peace? That's how I was with Kindred. I'm not kidding you. And I'm a huge Octavia Butler fan. I don't know if I would have started with Kindred as the first vehicle for production. Uh, I don't know if I would have started with that, you know. But I don't know what one you would start with because none of them are easy. You know, none of them are easy for your spirit, for your mind, for your heart. None of it. And none of it is hopeful. (laughs) So so I imagine, uh, I guess Kindred was probably the, the one that just sort of seemed like it could take Uh, a modern-day hand to it, you know. Um, But I think it's harrowing. And I think, I I think it's harrowing. I think it's a lot, you know. And I think, you know, after seeing Woman King and Wakanda, that slave movies are starting to enter into another metamorphosis, right? Like, they're, they're coming up out of You're just seeing all the degradation and the pain. And now you're starting to sort of see some triumphant things. And I think that's where these slave movies have to go. They have to go to a more triumphant place. You know, I've not seen Will Smith's emancipation. I mean, I I think he's probably still, you know, uh, persona non grata to a lot of people because of that uh, Chris Rock slap. You know, and at some point people will get over that too. Like people will get over it and they'll move on and, and dismiss it and whatever. But, uh, and that's, you know, based on a true story too, uh, about the the slave with all the markers on his back and the picture of it and the family that wants it back from Harvard and Harvard like, nah. uh, anyway, that's in the course of another story. All right, let me get into the, uh, uh, January is uh, in traffic, human trafficking awareness. January is National Slavery and Human Trafficking Prevention Month. Do you know someone who is a victim of human trafficking? Human trafficking is a form of modern-day slavery with illegal smuggling and trading. Illegal smuggling and trading of people for forced labor and sexual and physical abuse. This is a worldwide problem. And it is a problem also here in Connecticut. Traffickers target people, both boys and girls, who are vulnerable to promises of a better life, and, enforcing them, and then forcing them uh, to live and work in unfair and abusive conditions. Most traffickers are well-known living near us and promising and convincing young people and families that their children will have a better life in a new place. Under the United States federal and Connecticut state laws, human trafficking is a crime. Let's work together to protect our children against these horrific crimes. If you are a victim or know someone who is a victim of human trafficking, or if you would like to learn more about uh, what human trafficking is and sexual exploitation of children, uh, please contact LOVE 146 at 203-772-4420. That's 203-772-4420. We need your help if you see something say something uh this is a public service announcement by the sisters of the waterbury connecticut chapter of the links incorporated and that is our psa so i'm going to take a break i'll be back at 10:15 with lauren anderson and uh and the uh, a possible futures and uh uh and Nize from bam books llc and we're going to talk about all the upcoming things around the Black Panther Party that we're all these things that are happening in New Haven, uh, particularly out of the Possible Futures Bookstore uh, for Black History Month. So I'll see y'all. I'll be right back. (laughs) Hi, this is Babs Rawls-Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut. And you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM streaming live at (laughs) newhavenindependent.org.
4: a friend of mine, asked me to say some MC rhymes, so I said this rhyme I'm about to say, the rhyme was death but then it went this way, took a test to become an MC, and Orange Cook became amazed at me, so Larry put me inside, he to a lack the striker drove off and we never came back, Dave cut the record down to the bone, and now they got me rocking on the microphone, and then we talking autographs, and cheers and laughs, champagne, caviar, and uh, that's the life uh, that I lead And you suck a MC You C.I.P So take it that and move back Catch a heart attack Because there's nothing in the world That run a level like a Serve bases cooling out, girl. I'll take you to the death place. One of a kind, and for your people, delight, light, and for your sucker MC. This just ain't right because you're biting.
5: Run I want to stay around you Suddenly it's clear Now that I can hear These love notes The ones that I wrote Oh, these melodies Here are some memories These love notes I found in an old coat Being something new All because of it
0: To the second hour of love babs love talk i'm babs i i'm delighted because i got my friends on this morning hey lauren anderson and isaac james y'all know lauren anderson runs that little beautiful bookstore over there on uh, edgewood and hotchkiss called uh possible futures and isaac is uh by any means necessary traveling bookstore so they have combined efforts and we're gonna learn something about the black panthers this month <laughs> <And> the they- <laughs> We're gonna learn something about Black Panther starting today into uh, Black History Month. So tonight there is a uh, there is a virtual I get, I, I, a gathering a teaching, a revolution in our time. Teaching and learning about the Black Panther Party. So, so Lauren and naze jump in and talk to me about what is happening. What what is
6: what is going on? You want to break it down, Lauren? What what was that night I said you want to break it down. I got mine too. I I'll start us off and then I'm gonna I'm gonna hand off to you. Um, yeah, Vabs, you're holding up a beautiful book. It's it, uh, is, it really is beautiful. Right. It is. It's like it's spectacular. It's My like God. a work of art and history oh. and, and like a labor of love. So, Tonight is both like a kind of, in its way, like a standalone event with an author, Kekla Magoon, who wrote that amazing book you were just holding up, uh, Revolution in Our Time, uh, The Black Panther Party's Promise to the People. And it, if you can see it, you could see that it has like a whole bunch of medals on it. Like it was just honored by just about every medal it would be eligible for, including that it was like a national book award. Finalist, um, so she's going to be joining us to talk about the book tonight on Zoom from six to seven. It's a free event. It's sort of pitched towards um, educators broadly defined because we are the co-sponsors of this particular event are the bookstore, the Anti-Racist Teaching and Learning Collective, which is a group of teachers across the state of Connecticut who are working to bring ethnic studies teaching into high schools and specifically to work on the implementation of the Black and Latinx studies course that every high school in the state is mandated to offer in the coming years. So it's that group of teachers. And then it's also just educators who work with young folks. And it's meant tonight to kind of uh, put the Panthers in context And also kick us off for this sort of longer um, project that is, you know, a collaboration between Possible Futures, BAM Books, Elm City Lit Fest, um, Hartford's Lit, and some allies and friends to, um, to do something we're calling the Fred Hampton Project. Yes, right. So Fred Hampton's, what would have been his 75th birthday is this year. Uh, August 30th. And so we're using this event tonight to kind of provide context for a series of events where folks can learn more about Fred Hampton's life and legacy, because I think we all feel like um, teaching about the Panthers is a crucial thing that isn't happening enough in our schools, like so much much, um, isn't isn't happening that should. And also that so many people um, really don't learn anything about Fred Hampton and all that he accomplished in his cut very short well, very life. short life yes yeah of you 21 of just, of just 21 years people know that he was assassinated but oftentimes that's kind of all they know and he was just a tremendous human whose uh Legacy like lives on in so many ways and also can can be something that young folks especially can draw on for inspiration just given wh- who he was and what he accomplished um, being such a young person himself. Um, and so that's kind of, that's kind of the overview, but like, we're, we're very excited, I think about all the parts of it. And then just, it would be great if anyone watching wants to join tonight, um, they're welcome. We're going to do a book club around the book in February. And, you know, we can say more about, about all of that. Did I, did I kind of capture it? it? I think it you did enough? a good job. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, essentially everything.
0: I, I think, I think it's a good job. I think there's a lot of backstory, um, to a lot of this. Um, I'm excited about uh, uh, Kikla coming uh, because this kicks off this conversation, and I and I love this renewed interest right now that the Black Panther Party is enjoying. So it's necessary. I love that um, Fred Hampton is finally getting um, some some light and some shine out here in these Black Panther streets, because, you know, we know so much about the other ones. We know so much about Bobby Seale. We know something about Eldridge Cleaver. We know something, I mean, we know something about all the other people, but Fred Hampton sort of, uh, 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 wasn't that well-known as as the Panther. And he was charismatic. He was dynamic. I mean, he was like 20 years old. I mean, he was, you know, he was well-read. He was well-versed um very articulate very articulate i hate saying that we are articulate because that just burns me up when no but like he gets on but he was he was fire he was fire and so my friend our friend andrew had no (laughs) awareness of fred hampton and then when he found out about fred hampton he just was like why aren't there books about like he was genuinely outraged like why aren't there more about him um and so the fred hampton uh, project here is born out of his, his love and commitment to seeing this man be, uh, raised to his rightful place. Um, so, so Niza, you, you've got the, a book club coming to talk about, to get us ready for all of this. Yeah. How, How, how do we attack this book? How do we, I don't like to use warring words. How do we come to this book? How do we come at this book? How do we delve into this book as a book club? Um, well, we're going to start um,
7: just by, you know, we're going to do the pickup on February 4th at Possible Futures, and I will be giving a Fred Hampton 101 just uh, for information for new readers and people who don't know much about Fred or the Black Panther Party, and we're going to talk about the book, talk about um, the the Panthers and their legacy, and um hopefully new and younger people will gravitate towards that and it'll be educational and um during that reading process we're going to be doing um uh book check-ins and uh on the 25th we'll meet up and discuss the book over um at the gather on state street and essentially just to talk about the legacy the Panthers um, have have left us and the work that they put in and basically how we can pick up where they left off and, you know, have a good time and show each other's company and,
0: you know. So when you, when you, when I, when I, I was thinking about this earlier, when we, when we when we are here talking about the Panthers like this is black history this is like this mm-hmm. is like in your face black history but so many other states are not allowing for this kind of discussion conversation or awareness raising and uh, I don't want to say we're looking at Connecticut cuz Connecticut has its own ills right yeah. but when i think about a state like Florida who is going out of its way to legislate black history out and black people out of its own history in that state um, I mean, what what do you think about that? And 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 what do we say to Floridians?
7: <laughs> that that's very unfortunate. Um, but at the same time, I realize that it's up to the people to educate themselves. Which the Panthers were very uh, much advocating for um, self sufficiency, and we just got to educate our our people, our own, if if need be. So you're I saying even
6: if it's uh, important for this book club I I feel I like that. I just want to say I to- I totally agree with that. I mean, I I was a teacher. I think I love teachers. Good teachers, teachers who are working mm-hmm. hard with their craft. Um I also think schools are just not um they're not the only places where and sometimes they're not the primary places where like transformative learning happens because they're messed up institutions that were created from jump really to strip people of their culture more than they were to like honor their cultural wealth and so it makes sense to me in a lot of ways that like some of the deepest learning experiences young folks might have would have would happen and, and kind of young folks of all ages right like would happen in a out, lot uh, right <laughs> outside of schools and in like intergenerational dialogue um in places that can kind of be like a like a third space, not, not school, um, not home, uh, but like, you know, gathering, a, a gathering space. That's why it's really nice to also bring the conversation to gather on state street. Cause it's just moving, moving it around. Um, the city. And I will say like about Florida, just shout out to Rod Ferguson. I don't know if anyone here knows Rod, but Rod is uh lives in our area, is a black queer scholar at Yale and was named in Florida state department documents as one of the you know dangerous forces that was <laughs> being introduced um to the curriculum. So needless to say, we already knew. We all knew. Those of us who know Rod know that Rod is like I always say like dangerously brilliant. Now, apparently all of Florida knows that if allowed to like, if allowed to hear from like radical thinkers, uh, young folks, young folks are not to be trifled with, you know, they, they, young folks want to get free, not all young folks, but enough young folks as part of the reason why, why people go to schools first to cut back on opportunities for like actually um accurate learning about the history of activism and resistance because young folks that's like candy to them you know mm. they do they want something different and ron deSantis is terrified of that oh
0: uh Ife wants to remind us that the full name is the Black Panther Party for Self Defense created mm-hmm. to educate mm-hmm. us on ourselves and defend our community mm-hmm. which is which is very powerful. Yeah so what I what I find interesting in this conversation, um, uh, with the backdrop of, uh, of Florida and Texas and all these other states that are sort of anti-black everything, uh, that that the way that librarians have become subversive <laughs> and the resistance, that you know, with this whole banned book thing, you know, books are being banned and librarians are putting are centering these books uh, front and center so that people can still have access uh, Mm -hmm. to to this information. So talk about educating your own communities. Librarians are really playing a critical role these days, Uh, as well as independent booksellers, I think, too, because they have the power to sort of uh, put books out into the community that raise awareness around these kinds of things. So talk a little bit about what community can do to further uh, develop these dialogues and conversations around our uh, history of Black and Brown people and Indigenous people and people who historically have not been part of the the telling of history. Any one of y'all can jump in. <laughs> <laughs> um,
7: well, for me, I didn't learn about the Black Panther Party um, in school. I happened to stumble across... Um, the Black Panther Party reconsidered um, at the library, downtown Haven, um, and from there, my mission for knowledge um, just became a journey. And I think it's important, like when you're on that journey to, you know, uh, embrace community and the people around you and make them a part of that journey and pro- process.
0: So so how, when- were, how old were you, Naze? When you Ooh. made that revelation, when you made that discovery and what happened? Like, what was that experience when you saw that book or you came across it? What did, what were you like? Cause I imagine that like the whole world just opened up. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I think I may have been about 13 or 14 and I was just completely shocked that none of this stuff was in the curriculum. I didn't know these names. I didn't know these spaces. I wasn't familiar with the Black Panthers being a political party, um, then providing free breakfast programs, healthcare clinics. Um, and it was sort of like, I became outraged. You know, this was my history, um, our history, and it wasn't, you know, being told. And from there, um, I knew that I had to, be a part of telling that history and getting other people to learn about that. Um, so that's kind of why I wanted to start the Radical Thinking Book Club, just to um, bring people together collectively to have these difficult conversations and to educate them um, on all sorts of matters involving our society and um, the things that keep us marginalized and hinder the community and ways to, you know, break free from those shackles and, you know, come up with ideas to better the community and, you know, just collective work, period, because that's when we get the most work done collectively.
6: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lauren? I mean, I just... I I love, I love, I love working with Isaiah and Ife and Andrew and Nzima. And I do think like to your question about like, what can community do? I just think it's like building relationships and also giving people multiple entry points. So one of the things um, that I really like appreciate is we, you know, sort of the, the Fred Hampton project and this event, like it's actually like a bunch of different groups Mm -hmm. kind of working together and, we got to the whole of it by each bringing sort of different parts, and I think that that's part of the way. You know, you both build community, but you also build opportunities for learning, and and even something like Nize and I geeked out a little bit together on this board. You see the board? On this, on this oh, it's, I love it. It's
0: it's great. I took a that's picture of it on the
6: board, right? You know,
0: but,
6: <laughs> but part of what I, part of what I do like love about it is I think people need, people need to be invited in low, like low stakes ways to like join and be part of a conversation and, and demonstrate that they want to learn. And it's just like a basic, mm-hmm. <laughs> just post-its. It's like, what do you think you know about Fred Hampton? And like, what do you actually want to know? What questions do you have? And, I think when you like create space for that, even something like the comments, right? So Ife jumping in and saying what people don't always say is that the full name is the Black Panther Party for Self-Defense. It's like that's actually a really important point that we yeah. only get, that we only get if Ife is in the conversation and we have space for her to make that point and space for people to hear that point. And when we think about what's happening in the news right now, like the public mourning around like the incredible acts of violence by the police. Um you know, there's a real reason why um, the Black Panther Party was the Black Panther Party for self-defense and why there are parts of the book that are about like the taking up of arms. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times teachers are afraid to kind of go there with young people, but young people are being cheated. And I think what Nise is saying is, like sort of all of us at some point have gotten to a place where we're like, wow, these institutions that I'm told I'm supposed to trust have actually cheated me out of consciousness raising experiences and information. And that is purposeful, right? There's a reason for it. And so trying to build spaces where, you know, that institutional agenda just like isn't operating or is really important. And hopefully people who participate in those spaces go back into the institutions. Like we're not going to get rid of schools anytime. And I don't want to, I, I think schools are really important. But schools might be improved upon by public education efforts that don't happen inside of schools, but that press schools to do better.
0: Mm. I like that idea. So so what do you what do you want people to take away from tonight, from the book club, from the Fred Hampton um, uh, project? What do you what do you want people to come come with and take away with?
6: That's a good question. Niza, you want to?
0: Um, you know, I'm a professional question asker. I know. know. <laughs> That's a We're getting,
6: we're getting um,
7: worked. We're getting worked. <laughs> well, for me, I would just like to see um, people leave with a little piece of Fred in them. You know, I think everyone has that inside of them, um, consciously uh, and subconsciously. So I think, you know, everything that he, he stood for, everything that he was trying to accomplish um, are still very much important and needed today and uh, i think a lot of people recognize that so i don't know i just i I, i'd like for people to give him not not only his dues but just to see the work that he was doing and you know see what we can collectively uh, do together to you know, create substantial, substantial change. And yeah, I like that. Just educating each other, you know, learn from one another.
1: What All about right. you, Lauren?
6: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the same and also to kind of just, um, I guess it's a little bit like what I was saying before about like to feel invited in a way into conversation. And, and also that like, you know, that, that there's like an ongoing space and it's not like a necessarily a physical space. Like it could be the bookstore, but it could also be like wherever the radical thinking book club <laughs> moves to. And it could also just be like, I don't know, sitting out on a bench in conversation that there there are opportunities. I mean, it's one of the, that there are opportunities to learn together and that you can both like join one and you can also propose one and help to build one around something that is important to you. I hope people will also get the sense that like tonight's event is a really wonderful opportunity to meet this author who I should also say, like, this is just a small slice of her other amazing books. Um, and she has a new one that just came out like a few days ago, actually on um, last Tuesday. So, but to just, yeah, to just know that there's um, you know, that, that books can be a, a physical thing that, that allow for a conversation to happen. And um and helping just like build community around books and in relationship to books is sort of like books are, books are a vehicle for, for, for really good things to happen. Um And so let's gather.
0: I like that. Now I, I, I believe there is a, I think there's a, a thing called the Fred Hampton bookshelf bookcase. What is that? It's a, all the books he's ever read, I think it's the Fred Hampton apartment or Fred Hampton. I never (laughs) that. Yes. Andrew told me about this and I wish he could, I wish he was on. Let me tell you something. He is all in. Let me tell you. Um, But he had, he had mentioned to me that he wanted, it was like $200 or something or some out, you know, not outrageous, but it was a sum of money and you could get all the books that Fred Hampton ever read. Like it's, this whole for 200 weird. bucks i think it's like 200 or maybe a little bit good. More, but it's a whole it's a whole thing I, yeah. and I, I think it's called fred hampton's bookcase or fred hampton's bookcase in his apartment or something
6: so- oh you know what babs i wonder about that because i don't know we were talking about that carrie james amazing carrie james marshall um Painting that's almost like entirely black, and it's actually you have to like look at it at, at kind of angles to see that it's um, Fred Hampton's bedroom. And I I do wonder. It makes me think maybe it was maybe it's like the shelf of books because that would make sense perhaps more than all the books he's read in his life for two hundred dollars because that sounds like a good deal. Something tells me Fred Hampton read a lot of books. <laughs> he did. He read a lot of books, but I, I can't remember. I can't remember what it
0: was. But I, Andrew. Yeah, we have to get him to, to like tell it absolutely. But it was something to that effect that you could have the the reading. You could have all the books that Fred Hampton read that was in his apartment or whatever or something to that effect. And I'm so sorry I can't pull it up the the email that he sent me talking about this. And it's I was exactly like, and I was trying perfect.
6: to get him to buy. I was like, just buy them. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, Babs, it's perfect because now we get to say y'all got to come to the book club. That's it. Right. That's it. Got it. If you if you want the the final word on this bookshelf and many other things, you got come. You got to come. The to title me. listing. You got to come to the book club. <laughs> got it. Yes. Then, well, then you'll get. Then you'll get it. <laughs> so did did
0: either of you, Naisa? You may have seen the film, the uh, the the Fred Hampton film. Did you see? I have not seen it. I know how. Um, I know what it is, but I haven't seen yeah. it. I've been on the fence about it because you know I'm trying to. I, it was a really good film
7: my only um problem with it was that it focuses too much on william o'neill rather than fred um and the betrayal rather than uh you know shedding a light on fred himself his life and the work he was doing it's just you know but it was a really good film
0: oh andrew sent a text the books in fred hampton's it's a short short story Short story. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Andrew, a short story? I thought it was a collection of books or they give you the list of books or whatever, which would be really cool if you had yeah. that primer, right? Like if you, if you could uh, read all the books that he read, but he was a prolific. Re- I mean, he, he really yeah. was a reader and he really was about the world too. Like, I think there was a shift in him about just being in, just being a neighborhood and then the shift to the a global thinking about black people everywhere, right? Like mm-hmm. and all black people were oppressed somewhere mm-hmm. in the world.
7: And even then it became not just about black people but a whole class struggle. Mm-hmm.
6: You know? Yeah.
7: The rainbow. yes, coalition. yes. The yeah. rainbow coalition. Yeah. Yes. Yes the where, rainbow you know, which, is which is still in very, effect.
6: Very yeah. And also and also like that's that's also another one of these like very scary things to people. It's like you got a rainbow coalition, you have a certain kind of numbers you know mm-hmm. that that's the kind of <laughs> Ron DeSantis will be running running somewhere <laughs> that's fine he he can go the rainbow coalition is coming for you Ron <laughs> and you know
0: the rainbow the rainbow coalition is still in effect push in yeah. Chicago they're still doing stuff I I still run yeah, the Lord, Jesse Jackson's yeah, I still run their their op-ed pieces when they post stuff. I still run it in the inner city newspaper. Uh, I mean, the black press. I was. I will say this, um, that we've 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 never left the Panthers. Like we've we've been consistently across this country talking about the Black Panthers as if they were very much present um, um, and revolutionary. We, the, black, the black press across this country has has been carrying that torch um, since the since the beginning and, ha- and has not put it down. So uh, but I I love this new this new recommitment to that story. So how do you how do we teach? How do we talk about the Panthers in today's world? How do we talk about it? You know, when we are seeing so much gun violence, when we are seeing so much still continue police brutality, when uh, black women are still um, not protected in this country? Uh, I mean, how do we how do we? contextualize the Panther, the, the Black Panther experience and the Black Panther movement. How do we do that? And, you know, Lauren, as an educator, I, I, I would imagine you'd have some thoughts on this.
6: Yeah, I mean, I do. I also think um, I think I like I hope people will come to the talk tonight because I do think um, when I was saying before about entry points, I really appreciate that we're like we're actually reading a book that is technically a YA book, right? It's for young yeah. adults. It's a it non- does not feel that way to me, but no, okay. I feel like
7: it's very easy to read. You know, everything is just
6: you know it's, it's really not- readable. It's yeah. also got um it's got document content, it has image content, it's beautiful. It has these like interactive component pieces. And I do think the book itself puts the Panthers like in a longer history
5: of Mm -hmm. struggle
6: for self-determination, right? And then it also kind of scopes out to the more contemporary present to make the point that what the Panthers were really like fighting for and were largely like, and most impacted by infiltration, right. And active, <laughs> active, like work on the part of the FBI to undo them, um, uh, unsuccessful ultimately, but also, um, in many ways, uh, toxic right to the party itself mm-hmm. is that all of, all of that organizing, all of those issues, that 10 point plan, like it's as it's still as relevant today as it ever was. Um, and so, like in terms of how do we teach about it? I think one of the things we have to do is like we have to make sure people know more. It's very hard. You don't need to ever, as a teacher, I would say to teachers, it's impossible. Like you don't need to know everything. You need to do your best to know as much as you can. But you also need to position yourself as a learner alongside students who know a great deal of a tremendous value that you don't know, <laughs> and so, like, <laughs> um, and to allow yourself to be, um to be schooled and educated by by folks who are both your elders and who are younger than you. Um, And so I think that's part of it. I also think that it's, you know, there's a wonderful woman in Connecticut. Her name is Shime Morales-Jones. She runs a black and brown homeschooling co-op called My Reflection Matters. She co-authored a book for young children called the ABCs of the Black Panther Party. And I think that like the idea that we, start teaching about, um, history deeply in high school is really problematic. We actually need to start teaching very young children. And it's one of the things I love about the bookstore, right? Um, is that kids come in here and they see in the visual culture of the place, like histories that don't necessarily get touched by classroom practice. And I do think You know some of the how of it is really inviting young children into conversation about um about history and about historical figures like why don't young children get to learn about who Fred Hampton was um and I I think that um some of the things we just didn't mention and I'll give a quick shout out to are like Nzima Hutchins of Hartford um Hartford's Lit is going to be doing some poetry workshops for us that are really an offering to young people to engage in creative expression about what they learn from things like um, their engage with engagement with revolution in our time and the content of something like Nize's uh, Fred Hampton One O One, which we hope won't just be the only thing that happens, but will spin off into other conversations and experiences around whether it's like speeches he gave or um, you know just getting getting young folks engaged more with um, actual historical content and allowing them the space and the resources to respond expressively and artistically to that. And so just an example is like, one of the easiest ways for young folks to feel like they can write poetry sometimes is to do blackout poems, where essentially you give them documents and they create poetry, not by generating the words themselves, but by blacking out words to create poems from like, Inside of a text, and so you could imagine having kids read a Fred Hampton speech, and then inviting them to black out parts of it to create out of that speech a poem that somehow communicates their response to that. And I think those those sorts of opportunities that just allow people of like different um, ages, backgrounds, knowledge levels to participate are really are really important. Um, and that we ultimately all learn from those experiences. Uh, we learn different things, but the things that we learn contribute to the to the collective conversation. I like that so Nisa, i mean
0: uh, you you and your presence and the way that you think make me very hopeful for the future, you know because mm-hmm. i'm on the i'm on the, I'm on the other side of this of this revolutionary life and <laughs> uh and I like knowing that it'd be young sisters like you out there. Uh, taking 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 this message and this information and raising this awareness. What what does this mean to you though, as a as a young sister? Um.
7: Well, every time I do see young people come to the book club or or buying um, books, it's just like a, a beacon of light and a beacon of hope um, to see that there are still interests in books and. Uh, critical thinking and um, it just it shows that the work is is far from finished and I think a lot of people recognize that and are willing to put in the work to implement change or at least fight to see changes made. So it, it gives me a lot of hope um, and I'm just hopeful that you know more people will come reach out um, for the Fred Hampton project and you know it brings sparks interest and collaboration. And hopefully, you know, we'll just keep the ball rolling.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that.
0: Thank you. All right, Lauren, you get the last word. Talk to me about libraries and why they're important.
6: Because I'm I love
0: libraries, so.
6: I'm just saying my essential workers here. This This is how a small business survives. <laughs> <laughs> Right, our beloved UPS folks getting us our boxes early in the day. We, I, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I feel like it's a good segue, Babs, to to library folks. Too. I mean, you asked earlier about about library. Um, I think libraries are super crucial, and they kind of always have been. We tend to think. I think the cultural image of a librarian. And I hope nobody is going to come for me on saying this. I think I'm speaking some truth. is like an older, nice white lady with glasses <laughs> and a cardigan. And nothing could be further from the truth. You know, librarians really are the keepers of knowledge and also democracy. Like when the Patriot Act was like put on the table and people were actually talking after 9-11 about surveilling the stuff that folks actually read and yeah. my yeah, It was librarians who just would not stand for it. And I do feel like even now they're doing so much with so few resources. Um, our amazing New Haven Free Public Library System has a tremendous five branch Black History Month set of programs. So we know that the Stetson branch is always anchoring like the work of Black History resource um distribution and kind of knowledge gathering and also just like a celebration of culture but it's also that like librarians across the system are working hard to create opportunities for people to access resources to get Good programming. All of the books that you know are here in the bookstore. You can request from the library. Um, the library is still a place you can and should go. And when push comes to shove, and like budget season is upon us, <laughs> nothing in so many ways like funding our schools and funding our libraries matters as much as anything else. They are um, none of them are perfect institutions, but they're critical. And really, like if you looked at the library salaries, you'd be horrified given the range of things that um, librarians are offering to community in New Haven. And so I just want to thank librarians for doing this often under-celebrated and certainly under work to make sure that, you know, resources are available to our young folks and families and residents in the city. And I want to say not just in the city, because when Pride happened on the green in New Haven, there were people who came down to the green and said, "I've come here from X part of the state to go to the New Haven Free Public Library because it has queer books on the shelf that I cannot get in my own um in my own small town or in the city where I live because of the politics of that space." And so we just need to we need to stand behind our libraries as book sanctuaries that, you know, make make sure that books that are getting targeted and banned elsewhere in the country are not subject to that here. Thank you. I appreciate
0: that. So if y'all have presence of mind, those who are listening and those who will listen later, um, there is a virtual discussion tonight at six o'clock from six to seven and uh revolution in our time. Um, uh, Harry probably will. Uh, Harry, can you post up the, 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 <laughs> The sign again, revolution in our time. Teaching and learning about the Black Panther Party. It begins there, and then I hope you will come to the to the to the book club, Radical Thinking Book Club, and I hope that you will gather with us around the Fred Hampton uh, project. Uh, I am very proud of this work, and I'm so glad to be a part of it. So thank you all for coming on this morning and uh, and being my guest and talking about such a. And I hope that we, as we move forward through this through the next months and weeks weeks and months that um, y'all come back on again as we move through each part of this this uh this this movement that we're building around the elevation of the Panthers and Fred Hampton and all of that. So so thank y'all for your time this morning.
1: Thanks for thank <laughs> <laughs> <are, I'm> out. <laughs> yeah it
0: looks it looks great. <laughs> this is great it looks great. So so thank you. Thank you Harry for uh another great day. Thank you Paul Bass. And I'll be back tomorrow with another guest.